Welcome to The Review, a mini-episode from Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In The Review, we choose a single VR game, dive on into it, giving you all the details, and then a quick yay or nay as to whether or not you should get it. This episode is Jay and Nat discussing the new game, Wanderer. Now, if you're watching on YouTube right now and you haven't seen these before, we've done a few of these mini review episodes, but we've only launched them on audio platforms. We're planning to also launch these on YouTube so you can see us here, see our faces. And if you are listening and you want to see that, check on check out the YouTube channel and come on over. So Nat, Wander just came out this last week and you've played quite a bit of it. If you had to summarize this for people, what would you say? What kind of game is this? I would say it's a puzzle adventure game. That's exactly how I'd describe it too. Yeah. Uh, not so just Wander... a puzzle game, not just an adventure game. Yeah. Adventure. You're getting you're getting a little bit of everything. Well, it came out just uh about ten days ago, uh January twenty-seventh of twenty twenty-two, and it's made by M Theory and Oddboy. It's forty dollars, which promises they claim eight to ten hours of gameplay. How much have you played, do you think? Mm, two and a half, three hours, probably. So yeah. not, definitely not the whole game yet. <laughs> what a good well, chunk. I, I went in and I start to finish played the whole game because I really wanted to see what the game had to offer, be able to talk to you in depth on this review. And the story had actually pulled me in enough that I was curious to try to conclude it. The The way these reviews work, we're not going to give you any major plot spoilers or anything. We're really just going to talk about what we thought of the game, the mechanics, so that if you want to go play it yourself, it's not going to spoil anything for you. You got in the game. First impressions. What did you think? Graphics, gameplay, the movement. What did you think? I thought it looked really good. Um, I thought it was interesting and fun. When I first went into it, I don't know if this happens for everybody or if you can like decide comfort controls are, but at first when I started, it had teleportation and the click turns, uh, mm -hmm. but it did prompt me to change that, which I was very happy about because I hate the teleportation. Um, it is, it, you know, it can be helpful for people if, you know, people that, have issues with VR sickness, um, but which I sometimes have, but I hate the teleportation not enough to, <laughs> to work through it. So, um, but it definitely intrigued me. Yeah, that's, that's a common thing. Even with people who have really bad uh, motion sickness, they still kind of, I've seen a lot of people on Reddit say, oh, I wish they would still start with, you know, the locomotion settings and the turn and ask you, do you want to enable these? Instead of by default, putting us all in this jarring teleportation click turns and then making us go fight our way through and find where to change it. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, I played after Nat had at least started it, so I it went straight to the menu for me, and I was able to go into settings, set it the way I want, and then hit start game from there. I got in, and first thing I was, if you, I play a lot of quests, so that might have been part of the reason, but I felt like the graphics looked better than I expected when I got in. This is a PC VR and PSVR only title, and I was playing it on a link cable through a PC. Both of us were on a Quest 2. And I thought first thing you get in, you're like, wow, this looks a lot better than I expected. It kind of looks like everything is run through kind of a, a grayish filter, though. Like it's it's kind of trying to show you that there's something to do with, you know, a time period that you're in. So it, it wasn't like meant to look super realistic, but everything did look really clear and really nice. You start moving around in it though, and that's where very quickly you realize, okay, I'm in, I'm in a VR game that was not made by a, 
a gigantic publisher. People on Reddit were kind of comparing this to Half-Life Alex, and I got in and I was like, okay, I could see why because there's a lot of details, there's a lot of interactions like Half-Life Alex had, like for instance, there's this one spot really early on in the game where something's blocking your view, these vines, and you have to rip the vines out of the way. And it's like, oh man, no, so many VR games don't do stuff like that with the movements and grabbing things and interacting with your environment. But the problem with this game when people had compared it to Half-Life Alex was this game, I was <laughs> trying to turn. The turning felt a little weird. If I'd like try to grab something, I'd feel it like kind of turn my character. You could tell it was really yeah. not polished like Half-Life yes. Alex. What did, yeah, what did you could, think? Did you notice? I did. I could see the comparisons to Half-Life Alex more because of the first setting that you're in. Uh, mm -hmm. There's like an initial part where you're in kind of a laboratory type setting and then you go into mm -hmm. this kind of dystopian future kind of looking place that is Half-Life Alex-esque. Yeah. Um, and you have someone kind of guiding you through. So I see that. But yeah, it's definitely not super polished. Like Half-Life Alex, things don't work like perfectly. I noticed mm -hmm. many, many times where I'm like trying to turn something with my hand. My VR hand is like, or it like is suddenly <laughs> my other hand. And I'm like, what is going on here? So yeah, there were there were some things that were not not perfect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's ambitious though. Yeah, it, they are trying to do a lot. Like another thing, very early in the game, you break a window, and like you notice, you can like brush the glass off. Afterwards. That was really like, cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you can tell it's built for ground up. They did a good job of trying to include these little details that add some realism, mm -hmm. but there's enough things throwing you off when you try to move and you get stuck or you get your hands stuck behind a wall, something. There's enough of those things that remind you, okay, I'm still playing a VR game made by a smaller studio. This is not to the level of Half-Life Alex. If you heard Half-Life Alex, don't think it's actually at that level. This is right. definitely way below that. And uh, speaking of the glitches and stuff, I know <laughs> uh, so I mostly played it after they had a recent <laughs> update, but you <laughs> had played it before the update and didn't you say you ran into some more glitches I, yep so the way the game works you you move through it you know it's a story-based single-player campaign but you move through it and it goes through each chapter it saves at the end of the chapter well it would it also auto saves for you what would happen is like i would have some crucial object to the plot that got stuck in the floor and it would stop my game dead it would mm -hmm. be some kind of a fatal error and I would have to restart only that chapter, at least not the whole game. But when you restart the chapter, everything's out of place. You have to redo parts you've already done. And it becomes a very frustrating experience. They did pretty quickly after release. It was actually just yesterday. They did drop an update that promised to fix a lot of these. And I looked at the, up, the patch notes and it did seem like it fixed a lot. But there were still other things I remembered that broke my game that I had to redo that I didn't see on the patch list. So it's possible some of them still exist. We weren't able to test that today. I did when see a played. little thing because I played some today. I saw a little <laughs> thing where I opened a drawer and it was like it was a little elevator when I down <laughs> the shelf. And I was like, huh, I was I thought maybe it would be like some big reveal that something was going to like appear out of it. But no, it was just like a little glitch. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Yeah, there's definitely it it's, the game. there's plenty of glitches, and I think they're working on it, which I appreciate. But if I had to tell you, like, what what is this game? It's like an escape room game and job simulator kind of merged into one game. Like, there's so many little things that you get to do and interact with and use in your environment. There's there's a bottle of cleaner that you can pick up and spray something that's dirty and clean something off. That was very cool. 
Yeah. It didn't work with everything, but it was like a specific item. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool. You can hold it like a normal spray bottle. And yeah. Yeah. There's all these little effects like that. And this was on Quest, of course. So you have your grip button that you're holding the controller with. And then you pull your trigger. I don't know what they did on PSVR for that. I imagine you use your thumb button. So probably a little different, but still people on the PSVR subreddit seem to have a really positive reaction to it on Steam right now. The rating is very positive. It's 168 rating so far. It is a cool game and it's definitely makes the VR shine. It it reminds you, okay, you can do this and you can do that, but you're back to like the old days of VR games where you're also, because of that, you're fighting with a lot of, you're trying to grab something, it's not grabbing it, or you're having to do something intricate with your hands. You know, there's parts where you have a lot of little parts, you're assembling yes. something and you can't grab the part you're looking for. And, and so it gets a little frustrating. It really depends on what kind of person you are and how well you're going to hold up through that. Because, you know, if you're very patient and you love VR games, you're going to you're gonna take your time and get through it. But if you're not, I could see people rage quitting in one of those moments. Yeah, I'm not very patient. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not like, oh, yes, this, I just need to, you know, move a little further down to be able to grasp this object. I was like, ah, <laughs> work, <laughs> which makes it worse. And like, even that vine part you were talking about, it was like, okay, I'm not quite grabbing the vine to pull it down is kind of annoying so yeah i definitely got a little frustrated with parts like that yeah because i'm not very patient and there's a few parts uh where there's a little bit of a combat element and you realize in those moments this is not built from people who build first person shooters or first person shooters in vr uh it's it's a little clunky the times where you're under pressure in a situation you have to do something to get out of it you're reminded oh gosh this is harder than it needs to be because i'm fighting with my controllers i'm fighting with something with the vr grip system that they've designed like like if you're trying to hold a bow in one hand and you're trying to grab and pull back to fire an arrow you can accidentally end up grabbing the bow instead with the other hand if you're not putting your hand in just the right spot to grab that arrow so some parts of it do become frustrating it feels like okay this this needs a few more updates and it'll be a much better game Mm -hmm. (laughs) one thing i did like with the bow and arrow i liked the i bet it was even better in psvr maybe we should try Mm -hmm. it in psvr too because the um vibrations of it were pretty cool Mm -hmm. when it you could feel like the tension when you're drawing back the bow so i I really liked that and this game is based through some time travel as as we've already mentioned so real real brief overview of that you kind of see the way time has has spanned out and it's actually really interesting if you are a bit of a history buff i'm not i've taken some history classes in college and stuff so some of it resonated with me but you're like going back and seeing either real life events or close to real life events, but something has happened that's changed the course of history and you may be trying to fix them. That was really cool. And that is what draws you into the plot and gets you to fight through some of these glitches because you want to see what are you going to change? What are you going to affect? How's it going to change the whole overall theme of the game and everything that's going on? And that part, the time traveling itself was probably one of the coolest effects because you basically, you drop this piece that's going to make you time travel. And all of a sudden there's this effect where it kind of warps the piece and it whites out the screen and has the sound. And I felt like that was probably one of the most immersive parts of the game was just that snap between time that took mm-hmm. you from place to place. What did you think about that? Yeah, I really like that too. I I really I really like when they incorporate like the vibrations in the controllers with things that are mm-hmm. going on. So I and like the sound mm-hmm. during that time was really cool too. Um also speaking of sound stuff, I also really liked uh, there's like a an old 
TV that's attached to a VCR at one point and you turn it on and when you turn it off it makes like a crackling sound. I was like, ooh. <laughs> so so realistic. So but yeah, the time travel part I really thought that was cool. It's like vibrating and while you're like traveling through time so yeah i really enjoyed that effect i saw some other people on reddit talking about how that was like the coolest transition the first time it happens it kind of blinds you it's like the white light comes into your eyes and you're like whoa this is it's very cool and it really yeah. sells you on the time traveling point yes. uh after a while, you start doing it a lot, so it gets a little annoying that you're like always <laughs> waiting through this animation. But I felt like I still enjoyed it every single time. Yeah, it's a lot uh, nicer than you know. I, it makes me think of Batman: Arkham Asylum. That mm -hmm. was the yeah. Um, when you're like going into a vehicle or something, and it would just like go black, and then be like yeah. car noises. It's like this was nice that it's a cool transition that seems like something that might happen if you're time traveling rather than just like, Oh, we're going to do a blank screen. And now yep. here we are. So, yeah, it's something that developers out there should note because like a, a fade to bright light and like a, Oh my gosh. And then you come back to it is so much more immersive than just a cut to black and yes. waiting for a load. Like it was, it was loading. It was doing its thing. It was progressing the game, but you didn't really notice because it felt like it was part of the game. And I love when developers take the time to figure out a way to do that. Cause it take it gets you so much more immersed. This is a game that you'll spend hours in and you'll be like, Oh, I didn't even realize I was in that long. Yes. Yeah. I played some today. I thought it was like maybe 30 minutes and I walk out, look at my watch. I'm like, Oh, that was like almost two hours. <laughs> does not yeah. feel like that much time goes by, especially since there's all these things that you interact with and, you know, it's a puzzle game. So you're like, you know, figuring out these little things and like, oh, this must have something to do with this. And, and it's, it really keeps you going in it when you're kind of connecting things together and like, oh, yes, Eureka, mm -hmm. this little thing here that I thought was just a random object actually goes you know, you're going to use it over here. So that's yeah. And there's cool. tons of different objects. There's tools and there's, you know, some weaponry and there's, like we said, cleaner, there's all these different things. It's very cool how much of it they, they brought in and they have you really use, but it also comes back to what I mentioned earlier and hopefully most of it's been fixed, but each thing, you know, needs to be used somewhere in the game. There's a few points where there's a couple alternate ways to get through a puzzle, but for the most part, if you find a certain object, you need that object to get you through. And if, like I had happened several times, that object falls off the face of the map or it just disappears or something happens to it, you can no longer progress through the game and you end up having to reset some of your progress to get past it, which can be very frustrating at, at yeah. this early stage after release so i i'm uh, very thankful that didn't happen to me i would have <laughs> i would have definitely been a rage quitter like ah forget this you'd have just <laughs> been done right then and there <laughs> We talked about the mechanics of the game. The length of the game is eight to 10 hours, although it's a puzzle game. So, you know, your mileage may vary. You might be really good at puzzles and might be faster, or it might be much, much longer, or you may never finish it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> people like you might take a little longer because you like to look at every single little uh -huh. thing and every single little option. Yeah, so, yeah, I like to look around where yes. I was watching Nat play, and she was like running <laughs> through these rooms that I had like looked at everything in the room as I was. <laughs> Again, uh, not very patient. <laughs> like, where's yeah. my next thing? 
<laughs> yep. So it's definitely it's it's important to like puzzles, I would say, is the bare minimum if you're going to get this game. It's, yes. You're not you're not going to stay with it for the action. You might stick with it for the plot line. It depends on how much into history and time and all these things you're going to do. But really, at its heart, it's a puzzle game. So you're going to have to like puzzles. With that said, is there anything else before we give this the yay or nay that you think, oh, there was something we should have talked about or mentioned about it that we didn't cover? Well, I think it's cool. There were some little literary Easter eggy mm-hmm. things in there, which were pretty cool, mm-hmm. or at least one that I noticed. So like you said, history buffs or maybe literature buffs would mm-hmm. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And most and the characters in it seem to all be based. They're either real characters you know of from history, or they seem to be based on characters that probably would have existed mm-hmm. uh, in that timeline or something like that. So I don't want to give away anymore. It's it definitely has some historical kind of relevance and value to it, which also adds the value a little bit because I feel like you're you're learning some stuff potentially as you go along. In there. Three, two, one, nay. Yay. <laughs> I'm surprised. Now, I let me explain my nay to those of you out there who probably heard me talking pretty positively. My nay seriously happened while I was playing the game, and the update has brought it closer. If they give it one more update, or if they really report that all the glitches are gone, I would switch it to a yay. But I think it was like five times in the game that I had it completely break. And I saw other people in the comments of videos and stuff about saying they were in the same boat. The game kept them coming back. So that tells you there's really good things in this game happening. But the fact that you can have the game completely break on you and you go back and keep replaying parts just to get back through it. Some people had even had to restart the whole game. That is a serious, seriously awful pain. Super annoying. (laughs) Yeah. So this first update takes me much closer to the yay. And if we get reports back, it only happened yesterday. We get reports back that it's fully fixed and the game is functioning well, or they throw another update out there that really fixes it, then I would say yes. But you have to like puzzles. Do not get this game under any other pretense if you don't like puzzle games. Because it's mostly a puzzle game. I'm so surprised, but I I get that because I didn't really run into any of those terrible glitches. I only had that silly little one with the drawer. So I could definitely see why that would make someone not want to pay 40 bucks for something that is you know mm-hmm. messing up a bunch of making you restart sections yeah. especially in a puzzle game when you have to redo stuff that you've already done for the puzzle that would be super annoying so well and you got through about a third of the game i think when i played it i had one of those glitches happen before where you got to so that was one mm-hmm. and the rest of them all happened after where you were so we don't know for sure how you haven't gone far to see. Did they actually fix all those or are some of them still possibly going to rear their head? Because it's a it's a painful moment when that happens. Yeah. If you're out there and you've been thinking about getting this game or you have it and you agree, disagree, whatever, come tell us about it. This video is going to be on YouTube so you can comment there or join our Discord. That's a great place to discuss with us. You can actually have some sway over the podcast episodes themselves. You can ask questions that will be answered on the full podcast. You can suggest games for us to play and talk about there. If you want to take it a step further even than that, we are on Patreon. We have enough supporters now that the podcast is actually being paid fully by Patreon for its production costs, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you to all of you out there. And, uh, you know, if you're here for VR, there's only one way to do it. What do you have to do with VR? Dive on in. Dive on in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much.